only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Howdy, folks. Happy Thursday. Sorry for the, uh, the late cancellation yesterday, but we had logistical issues, so we couldn't... Uh, couldn't uh, get the show going. Um, there's a few things today, uh, and we'll start off with the pre-show. Go ahead, Russ. Okay. First off, um, NBA 2K got called out yesterday by Kevin Durant. He didn't like the fact that he got a 96 rating when other guys were rated like 99, like LeBron um, and a few others. Shaquille O'Neal is the only one who's ever gotten 100. Uh, but he's right in the same group with Giannis and – um, Steph Curry, they're all 96s too. So his, and I'm just thinking, doesn't he have anything better to do? Yes. Than to, to do that, to worry about that. Yeah. I mean, there's a guy that does the rankings and then there's always somebody that overlooks the rankings and maybe changes a few things. But if you think whining about it on social media is going to get your ranking changed, it's not. Well, it's funny because, and okay, I'm old. So I associate this with um, things that I did when I was younger, which was play Stratomatic baseball, mm -hmm. Stratomatic hockey. I just can't imagine if Twitter was around in 1979 that Marcel Dion would cl would complain on social media that he was a one on defense. Uh, I, you know, okay, you know what it is? It's the fact that these guys, and you know, we'll, we'll mention the uh, NHL. Uh, the uh, announcement a little bit later. Well, no, we can, we can talk about it now, I guess, because we're not going to go too far afield into it. But these guys play these games. They've played them since yeah. they were kids. So their ratings, it's sort of like a cachet. It's sort of like cred. It's like, okay, well, I got a 96, so I'm better than all you guys. And like, the, so you know, I, the announcement came out today. The NHL 22 is coming out at the beginning of the regular season. Austin Matthews is on the cover for the second time in three years. And in reading the article about, and I don't, you know, I, I love these video games, but I, I don't really have the time anymore to play them. So, uh, you know, and a kid. I play it, less than I used to. I yeah, I mean, it, they're fun. The, the graphics are fantastic. All the things that they do are great. But I just don't have the time to play them anymore. And you know, at a certain point, when you're when you get older, you're not as good as when you're getting destroyed by some eleven year old. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right. which is gonna happen. Which is gonna happen because that's all they have to do is play the damn game. But like Austin Matthews is on the cover, uh, and apparently they put a new thing into uh, the NHL 22 where like superstar players. Uh, get a sort of higher level, you know, like they're in a zone where yeah. they can pass better or Vasilevsky can contort himself or all these things, you know, for great players. And I, I get that, but okay, this is where art does not imitate life. If that's the case, then where was that superstar rating in games five, six, and seven in the first round against Montreal? It's fair. You can turn that on like you can in the video game. Where the F was it? 
and it wasn't there. Now, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Matthews was interviewed by Greg Wyshynski, and he talked about how, you know, it's, it's it was frustrating and uh, how they lost to Montreal. I, I get that. I mean, I'm not saying they weren't trying. I'm just saying, you know, it's re the real game is not a video game. You cannot like, all of a sudden go into that zone. It's different. It is. And, you know, so Kevin Durant, get over yourself. But look – NBA Jam did it back in the day where a guy was in the zone. So I think really that's where they sort of borrowed the idea from. Sure. Like, remember, it would be like, he's on fire, you know, yeah. and all that. And so I, I think that's where they got it from. All right, let's talk about something that I kind of did on a whim yesterday. Um, I ranked the top five Batman movies from 66 to the present. I got a really great response on Twitter and on Sportsology yeah. in the, on our entertainment section. So, hey, thanks for that. Here's why I did it. I saw that Robert Madison – is getting paid three million bucks, and I'm thinking, wow, that is really low. Oh, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson, sorry, and three million bucks. Now Val Kilmer made three million back in the '90s. Yeah. Uh, Keaton back in the '80s made ten. Yeah. And so I'm thinking three million, like they really got him on the cheap. I don't know what to expect from this movie now. Well, I, I neither neither do I. And the thing is, it's funny because a couple days ago I watched. It's a really excellent documentary on Val Kilmer that he like a lot of. He did a lot of his own like filming document. Like he had a he had a video camera and like yeah, yeah. Was, I haven't watched that yet. It, it's it's pretty good, but it it gave a little insight into the Batman thing. And it's like okay, he was it was successful, but he hated. And the reason he did not go back for another one is because he hated being in the suit. He couldn't barely move. He was suffocated. Yeah. And it, it was and it was, apparently Jim Carrey was a big pain in the ass on set. Um but yeah that's that's I mean that's powerful. No, movie. but I mean again if you're the star of the movie Batman and now you gotta you know worry about what Jim Carrey's up to that kind of right. takes the joy out of it too I'm sure. Yeah but the going back to your your poll or your rating yeah. Rankings. Of the top five. So, so uh, I'm going to start from five to one. We'll go okay. my five, then your five. Okay. So for my five, I put the Lego Batman movie because I got to tell you, so many people told me to see that. And I was just like, when I get to it, when I get to it, one rainy day, we decided to watch it. And Will Arnett was fantastic in that. And really the stop motion stuff in that is just incredible. Like the fact that it was all Legos and everything else, it, it really is a, a thing to say. So I, I made that number five. My number five is Batman Returns, the second Keaton one. Right. Michelle Pfeiffer was unbelievable as Catwoman. The best Catwoman really ever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought Anne Hathaway was pretty damn good as Catwoman. She was good, but, this, but this Michelle was Pfeiffer was, was fantastic. She, you know, when she was acting crazy, you know, she was really acting crazy. And oh, listen, she... I told, you really good. My, really I told you about her in my hotel. She she did that in real life, too. Yeah, she's a really good actress. Danny DeVito was really good as the Penguin. I loved I loved Walken as, as Max Shrek. Yeah, I thought Walken and, and Pfeiffer were the two big things in that, yeah. besides Keaton. Right. And that's my number four. So what's your number four? My number four, let's see. My number four would be uh, the... Uh, a Batman Begins, okay. The Christian, the first Christian. Ba I mean, it, it it took a little time to sort of get going. It's I a did a little slow, yeah, a little slow, but it was great. It was great in the middle and the end. Mm -hmm. I didn't like I didn't like Katie Holmes as the uh, as the the love interest. I don't think yeah. she's I don't think she's a very good actress. But Liam Neeson was fantastic in it. 
He was good. Uh, uh, the movie overall is great, and you know, it, it was because that to me that series was the best. I mean, I love Keaton as Batman, but and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not including any of the Ben Affleck Batmans. Sorry, they, no, they no Ben Affleck, no. No Clooney's made my list. Clooney yeah. turned his – he has a head tilt. You can't have a head tilt as Batman. Right, and he, has, and he had nipples on his uh, – yeah, no, the whole thing was a disaster. All yeah. right. My number three was The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, you know, again, I'm going to get past all the voice issue stuff. Was it weird? Sure. All of it was. And same with Bane. But, you know, the thing about it is the psychological trip that Tom Hardy took you on as, as Bane was amazing. And that's why that movie really held up. I'm going to surprise some people. My number three is the first Keaton Batman. Um, I love the movie. One, one more thing to add about yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed watching, um, I guess it was Three Rivers. Was it Three Rivers still at the time? Or was it the new one? Heinz Field. That was Heinz Field. Yeah. I enjoyed Heinz Field getting destroyed. It's <laughs> great. Um, I, I love that movie, but I'm putting in the context of it's dated now. And the over-the-topness of, of Nicholson. I, I love Nicholson, but I thought he was a little over-the-top. Um, the Prince soundtrack has not aged well. But Keaton was great. I, I love the movie, but I, it, to me it pales in comparison to the Christopher Nolan Batmans, which are in my top two. So, okay. so my number two is The Dark Knight, the first one. Yeah. Um, now, here's the little backstory. I had no interest in seeing it. Zero. Uh, I heard about it. That's all I knew. I was at the movies. I don't know what I was seeing. And I saw the trailer and I was, that was with Heath Ledger. And I was like, who is this Joker? This is unbelievable. Yeah. And that drew me into seeing the movie. And that movie was great because of him. Yeah. Number two, number two for me is the dark Knight. Again, I think it suffers a little bit from the fact that it got sort of beaten into the ground by being so popular. Sure. Um, I saw it so many times, but but Ledger as Ledger as uh, the Joker was fantastic. Aaron Eckhart as as Harvey Dent was great. great. Yeah, he's uh, great. Um, Mac, Maggie Gyllenhaal uh, as the love interest replacing Katie Holmes, much better actor, much better. Very, very good. And and Bale and Kane and three, you know, I mean, it's there's not there's almost not a note wrong in that movie. The only, the only thing is, and, and I, you know, I'm a monster Gary Oldman fan and he, you know, he was great. He's good in everything. He's good in everything. Yeah. All right. My number one is the original Batman. And I'll tell you why. I mean, yes, we all love Jack Nicholson. No question. Yeah. But it's really not that when I heard that Michael Keaton was doing it, I was like, really? Like I love Johnny dangerously. Mr. Night Mom, Mr. Mom, Night shift. Mr. Mom was cute, but I'm thinking, how is this guy going to pull it off? He's the least physical guy on earth looking at him. But you know what? The facial expressions and everything else to me made him the best Batman because he was the most dramatic. He actually knew how to hold the screen with just the Batman looks. And with the acting in the movie and everything else, that first one was tremendous. I mean, I went out and I bought the, the VHS at the time, watched it a bunch of times. Like it was just, it, it got me back into Batman where I had fallen out of it. Well, I knew Keaton could pull it off because he did a movie a year before Batman called Clean and Sober, which I thought he should have been nominated for an Oscar for. He was phenomenal in that movie. And I'm like, okay, if he can pull it off. 
if he can pull this off as a, as a recovering alcohol and drug addict, if he can pull that off, he can pull off Batman. And he did. And he did. Now, uh, my number one is The Dark Knight Rises. And the reason I put it over The Dark Knight is because this movie was unfairly knocked down by the tragedy of the uh, the killing in the movie theater. Yeah. Um, of, of the fan. You know, I thought it was whenever it, there's a trilogy, if, it, if the trilogy is great, the, the last movie is the best of the trilogy. And to me, the last 25 minutes of The Dark Knight Rises from the point where Gary Oldman walks out onto the Hudson River, the frozen Hudson River, and lights the, uh, the you know, lights the, the Batman burning on the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. Whole segment from there to um, uh, to Oldman reading the uh, the uh, the uh, the passage. Uh, I think it was of Tale of Two Cities at, at his at Bruce Wayne's grave yes. and the whole thing going to the end. Are it's inc it's incredible. It's chilling. I almost chilling. I almost cry at the end of it because it was so emotional. Because it was so really it was. Yeah, so I thought I saw Cordell Stewart in there, but I didn't. I <laughs> He, he he jumped over that forty yard gap at Heinz, but no, you know, I mean, yeah, I'll, I mean, you can rip the Dark Knight. I saw somebody in the in the chat. You can rip the Dark Knight because you can barely understand Bale with the gruff voice, or you can do the same thing for for Tom Hardy as Bane. Um, I, I you know, I mean, I, I those are, I mean, yes, it's better to watch that movie at home with subtitles because at the theater you're hearing rah, 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 rah. but it's still great and yeah. I, I thought that movie was fantastic yeah, michael kane was great michael kane was great um and everything he's always great he was joseph always great. Gordon, joseph, joseph gordon and then, then there's the other thing at the very end at the very end the the the, the cop joseph gordon levitt it says you should use your real name and they reveal he's robin right so okay, they're never going to do another movie. Dolan's never going to do another movie, but it just—it's a nod to okay, he's going to take yes. over from Batman. So that it sort of wrapped it up. And yeah, it was good. No, no, I enjoyed that. I do want to give—I'll give an homage also. My honorable mention was to the '66 Batman movie. Now I didn't see it in '66, but I saw it. I want to say they ran it on television when Batman started to get very popular again when I was a kid. Yeah, with Lee, Lee Merriweather as the as Catwoman and yeah. and yes, it had a great cast. It really did. And but they did the right thing by having every villain on there because all yeah. the villains in Batman were tremendous back then. Cesar Romero, all of them. Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. Frank Gorshin, Burgess um, Meredith as the Burgess Meredith was just. He was better than Danny DeVito. Victor, Victor Buono as Mr. Freeze. Just some great acting. But the funniest part of that movie, and I think he was in a helicopter. Batman's in a helicopter, and like a shark catches on to get him on the ladder from the helicopter because he was getting off a boat. And he puts goes to the utility belt and he has shark, bat shark repellent. And that just cracked me up. <laughs> It was so far fetched. The the bad the bad the, the bad video of them climbing up the building and then, then and they bump they bump into somebody famous. Hi, so and so like oh, but that was a big deal. Like that was they did oh, that I know. because everybody they realized they could get cameos from great actors that were a little bit past it who wanted to impress their grandkids, and that's yeah. what they were doing. The, the, and the funny thing is the weak link in those movies 
is Batman and Robin himself because Burt Ward and Adam West are terrible actors. Now, you know, but, but everybody else. I don't want to say they're terrible because in a way, yeah. like it's hard for Burt Ward to play such a straight guy with such ridiculous things to say. And I thought he did a good job because of that. Like Bam, zoom. You know, no, but he had to say like, holy whatever, Batman. And some of these jokes fell flat. Oh, God. Where's the trigger? Yes. <laughs> Now you have my permission to die. I mean, they just they're. Okay. And I think was this was this also the did Batman also play the flute and he was hypnotizing a bunch of rats? I think I'm not sure if that was in the movie or that was just. Oh, no, he's not playing the Pied Piper. No, he did, but he did do that either in a Batman or in that movie, and I just can't remember. There is a scene where he does do that, and he because there were all bunch of rats that were like um, going against the city. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, and, and I have to say the worst the worst one was Batman and Robin, the Clooney one. Oh the worst was a, with you know Chris O'Donnell as Robin and Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl and Mr. Friend Schwarzenegger and as Mr. Freeze oh. And, and oh my god, it was just so so bad. It was just I mean it was I want to say the original Mr. Freeze was Otto Preminger. No, Mr. Freeze was I think it was Victor Buono. And what did Otto Preminger or oh, Egghead? He was Egghead. Hey. Yeah, he was great. He was that guy was like a Broadway actor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, he was great. Yeah, that's right. He was Egghead. All right, that's okay. it. Uh, Fifteen minutes of pre-show. There you go. Hello, hockey world. Today is Thursday, August nineteenth, twenty twenty-one. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology, and I'm Michael Agello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. Dot um, okay. com. No, dot com. Dot com. Oh. It's not like you said dot cod. Right? No, I, I, I was fighting off coughing, so I oh. may have said it was dot com. Sorry. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a there's a fish network. It's dot cod. Actually, the guy's right. Whoever played King Tut was fantastic too, and he was another really good actor. But I can't I think, remember his name. I, I, I'm pretty sure Victor Buono played multiple characters. So that may have been him too, then. Yeah, let me let me just see. I'm, I'm we'll we'll get to the news. We we'll get to hockey. This okay. is Batman. Victor Bruno was King Tut. Okay, yeah, he was great as King Tut. Um, let me see here. He was. Let's see here. Filmography. Oh, it's not a film, but let's see here. Okay, sorry, this is just great. Okay, television. Here you go. Television. He was Batman. He was Professor William McElroy and King Tut. I also thought he was Mister Freeze, but let's see. Okay. Let's see who Mister Freeze was. Okay, Mr. He had an accent, Mr. Freeze. I yeah. He's a, I think pretty sure he was a famous actor too. Mr. Freeze, not okay. Not Schwarzenegger. No, was it Otto? Was it, it was Otto Preminger? Okay. That's right. You bastard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Otto Preminger was the man. Yeah, yeah. He was a famous director. Yes, Julie Newmar was great too, Jake. Yeah. Yes, okay. Great. Of the old of the old cat women. Uh, Julie Newmar or Lee Merriweather, I think Julie Newmar was better. Not yes. not Eartha Kitt, sorry. But Eartha Kitt was pretty good, was actually. Pretty good. And Considering okay. she was really older than the other two when she started, it was kind of, you know, a, a really good part for her. A little bit, a little bit of trivia. Um, Sean Young, the actress, wanted to be Catwoman in the worst way. And yes, she dressed up. She dressed up as Catwoman for the um for the screen test 
in a suit so tight that she had to basically put Crisco in on her body yeah. to slip into it. Yeah, she, yeah. Could she could barely move. But anyway, okay. Uh, let's start with this. Um, with the secondary buyout window, uh, teams can, you know, and that they get that window because of arbitration. Uh, they go to arbitration. Even if they settle, they have a window. I think of six or seven days to buy out another player. And the Detroit Red Wings did so uh, with the buyout of Franz Nielsen, 37-year-old Franz Nielsen. Um, not much to say about Nielsen himself because you know he was really getting to the end of it. I'm looking up what he what he played last year. I think he, I think he played a number of games but didn't really score much. Let me see here. Franz Nielsen, we're doing this on the fly. Folks. No, I, he, I think he had uh, 10, 12 points. Uh, he had six points in 29 games, one goal, five assists, and he was making $5.75 million on a seven – I think it was a seven-year deal. That free agent class is the could be the worst free agent class yeah. in history. We're, talk, we're talking Lucic, Louis Erickson, David Backus – uh, Kyle Laposo, Franz Nielsen, uh, and uh, and the um, uh, uh, former Blackhawk, former uh, Andrew Ladd, Andrew Ladd. I mean, this was a terrible free agent class. Terrible. Oh, I have breaking news. Go Brian ahead. Elliott just tweeted he's going back to number one, and he put number one in your program, number one in your heart. That's funny. I got to give him credit for that. That's a good tweet. Mike's not amused, but I am. No, no, no. I'm just uh, – Ak is trying to get into the show, and uh, he's uh, having, not having any good luck. Um, uh, was Bolesky – I don't think Bolesky was that year, was he? I, well, he I, could have been. And yeah, but he wasn't, okay. he wasn't – he wasn't as – I mean, remember, all these contracts were six or seven years. Yeah, Bolesky was like four or five. Yeah, all of them were like – heavily laden with signing bonuses, which made them unbuyoutable. They were Bolesky ended up in Hartford with Wayne Redden after a while. Oh God. But, but yeah, he's playing in Hartford for sure. But look, but, but the, here here is what you know, Iserman is smart here, and Kevin has said this. Iserman is looking to open spots for young players. And if Nielsen stays around, he's on his books. He's on his books for another for another year at five at five point mm. five and a quarter, I think it was. But by buying him out, he's still taking a cap hit of four and a quarter this year, five hundred thousand next year. But he opens up a roster spot for one of those young guys. And Russ, that's what's important here is they they're looking to yes. play young players and get them opportunity. I mean, that could give Lucas Raymond a spot. Um, yeah, wait, Red was gone, but but Bolesky did play in Hartford for a couple of years to to end his days in the NHL. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so so that we we had the we had the buyout uh, of of Nielsen. So yep, yep, yep. Start. I, yeah, yeah. The, I just mentioned the tweet of Brian Elliott. He's now number one again. So he had a funny tweet about that. So oh, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. No, I. It's um. No, that's great. That's. I. Uh, sorry for being late. Running around crazy stuff here today. Um. And yeah, it should be okay. I'm hoping. <laughs> We're gonna go minute by minute here. Um, I'm okay though. Um, yeah, let's um, let's. Should we actually was that was that a pre-show thing or you guys already? No, no, we we, we already started. Cause... Okay, good, 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 good. Um, all right, yeah. So I um, did, did we talk yet about Owen Powers? No, no not yet. Okay, yeah, let's go there. Um, we talked about we talked Owen Powers. Sorry, Owen Power, right? Power. Yeah. Um, we talked about we talked about the possibility of this happening. Um, 
this is probably the right thing to do, right, Ross? I mean, well, this is the right. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the right thing to do. I don't think any of us doubted it. We kind of yeah. knew it was happening. It's just now it's been confirmed. And uh, the one and the two are, you know, both going to the same team. So they're both going back to college. That's an unusual thing in you know in the cap era but it's the best yeah. thing for, for both guys but look 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 at the look at this team and the, i think the, the motivation for power to go back to michigan is not only okay not only Beneers, but luke hughes but brent brendan brisson yeah johnson i mean johnson i mean this this is a this is an absolutely loaded loaded team so mm -hmm. he gets and he gets the benefit of a full year at the ncaa level and because the season is I, I, I'm sure the I'm, I'm pretty sure that the regular season because of the Olympic break or maybe not Olympic break is ending more towards the end of April than it is like the middle of April. Yeah, it's going a little bit longer. They're starting a little bit not a little bit late, like a week well, later than they usually do too. Yeah, they're starting on October 15th. But what that means is with the college season being when it normally is, and they have the Frozen Four. He could, you know, if he gets to the final, plays it, wins a national title, he could sign with the Sabres at the end of March or early April and play a month in the NHL and burn the first year of his ELC, which is which probably I think he'll do. Which he'll probably do yeah. because that gets him closer to uh, restricted free agency and yeah. closer to getting a payday. So yeah. I think that's where what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't suck to go back to Michigan to play with those guys. And, no. um, and he can get ad revenue. He could he could do some autograph signings. Right, he can I do mean, all kinds the, of things. You're the first overall pick. Like he could cash in on that campus with a, as big a name as Michigan has too. Yeah, yeah, can you imagine? They, can you imagine just like you know, like what I mean? Just it's like kind of like being like the star quarterback on campus. I mean, it's college yeah. too. I mean, don't don't forget this kid's a sophomore in college. You know, like yeah. it's like you know, I'm taking my daughter to college tomorrow. So it's like you know, it's it, it's a big deal. You know, and it's it's something. I mean, granted, this guy has you know has this future already sort of lined up for him, but it's a it's a it's a big deal to go and be the star, be a star player on the campus and stuff like that, and you know walk around and take your courses and all that kind of stuff. He's gonna have some he's, he's gonna have some fun for sure. And it's man, it's, it reminds me of that like Michigan college basketball team from years ago, right? That remember that super. Yeah. This, that's what this that's what this thing reminds me of. It's just crazy. We should definitely have Kevin Kevin Allen, who is lives right around the corner from. From yeah. University of Michigan, he's he's got to cover some games for us next year. Go out there. there. He can be our college correspondent. There. He really should, because I mean, he he should definitely get in there. I mean, that's that's some serious star power. <clears throat> I mean, I'll cover the regionals and stuff when they're in it. I'm sure they'll they'll make yeah. that. So that's that's when I'll cover them. Anthony Kennard has he knows Owen Power's stick to the flex and everything. Like he actually really? hasn't posted that. That's crazy. Anthony, I love you, but get a life. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Hey, yeah. that big, big man, big man, big man. Um, that's <laughs> but you know, the, the, but the other okay, the other thing is this. Huh. The other thing is Owen Power by going back to Michigan avoids having to play with a a an absolute train wreck of a team with the Sabers. Yeah. Um, you know, now what's gonna you know you notice what they did. What they did was, I mean, the Arundel Craig Anderson thing. Okay, that's gonna buy time until Lukanen gets a, like a half a year at the age. Level and they'll play him, but all the hole plugs, John Hayden, Vinny Hinestroza, yeah, all these players. I mean, these players, you know, what they're they're providing support structure, but really the young guys, the middle stats, the cousins, the Rootsalainens, the uh, um, uh, Victor Olsons, they're going to be the ones to play a lot of minutes. They're going to get prime premium time, and I don't expect Jack Eichel to be there. Either he's going to be on IR or he's going to be or he's going to be traded. Uh, so, 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be a disaster team, probably in the bottom five of the NHL standings. And you know, yeah. that power comes in at the yeah, end of the year and gets ten games at the NHL, and that that yeah. that's good. Yeah, that is good. I mean, and I mean, the, you know, there's a lot of teams that are going to be battling for the worst position. I mean, we've got like two or three teams that are definitely going to be battling. So it's hard to sit there and say that they're going to be Arizona, close. Arizona, San Jose, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely your starting point for sure. But Detroit, you know, it's going to be tough to say. I mean, how good they're going to be. I think, I think they're going to be better, but I think they'll be better than the Sabres. I think the they'll Sabres be better. And depending on which guys they put in their lineup, like Cider makes them better for sure. That, that yeah. definitely helps them shore up their defense. Zadina has been getting better every year. Uh, so if, if Raymond starts the year in the AHL, but only plays like Kevin told me, he thinks he'll play like 20 games and then get called up. That's another um, boost for them. Yeah, yeah. Cider will play in the NHL probably. Yeah, for one of oh, these yeah, one, one of these days we're gonna have to do um I'm I have a blog coming out next week about the 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 four teams that I think will be the story of the year. Um right. and you know there's definitely some interesting possibilities here. Right? Uh, teams are gonna be different, but we'll get into that as, as well. But that's um I think the Red Wings could be one of them if, if they if they really but they could go either way, you know, like they could they could definitely be still too far away. They kind of remind me of Ottawa a couple of years ago, you know, like where yeah, Ottawa's still too far away. Ottawa's, uh, everyone keeps saying Ottawa's going to get better, but Ottawa's getting better. But it's like at a certain pace, you know, that you can't get better yeah. at than that pace. I kind of well, think, think that's where Detroit is. Because people who have like battling for a playoffs about this year, I have a tough time with. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I don't, okay. I think the Wings are better. I think the Sens are better. And I think they're going to challenge for. Yeah. We're not going to challenge in the top five of the of the Atlantic. The only team, and I, I know people who think kind of think I'm this is sour grapes. The only team I think that Detroit or Ottawa could potentially catch in that top five is Montreal because because I think Montreal with the loss of Deneau, with the loss of Weber, yeah. with the with the uh, loss of Price for at the beginning of the season. I don't think they're going to be – I think that they're not going to be in the top four in that division. No way. Did you guys over the course of the weekend talk about the Alex Nylander signing, which I thought was pretty – was was cool. I don't know if you guys talked about that. No, no. Not really because I didn't think it was that consequential. I think it's interesting. I mean, I think I there's like there's well, always a couple of these signings. Before you do that, I, yeah. I just want to say one thing before you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah, the please. problem with Ottawa is, and this yeah. was supposed to be the year, they haven't signed one really – great or really good veteran to put yeah. with all these kids yeah they just have there's a new thing that, that, that that's been going around and been to stay along that line for a second uh talking to gms there is definitely a hate an, an anti-ufa anti-rfa thing not anti-anti-rfa anti-ufa thing basically looking at tampa because everyone's gonna it's a copycat league tampa's won two years in a row now mm-hmm. and tampa when you look at their team is based virtually before this year, maybe, or you know, even other years. Like even the, the winning two Stanley Cup teams were built without free agents, like completely without free agents, essentially. Like there's no real free agents on Tampa. Um, yeah, but Tampa, Tampa, see, Tampa has the advantage of being the preeminent teams in term in terms of development. So they'll be able they're able to go out and use the kids that they develop to trade for players like Blake Coleman, yeah. like Barkley Goudreau. Yeah. No, 
no, there aren't many other teams that can say, okay, we're going to trade two prospects and a first round pick for a guy because but another reason they do that because they haven't wasted money on on free agents. Like they haven't gone out and signed these. Right, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is that they don't have to waste money on free agents because they have an organization that's so deep that they can trade for the, players instead of signing free agents. And the free agents come to them if they're older and want to just have a chance to win the contract. Right. Zach Bogosian goes back there for 800000 to be a bottom pairing defenseman. Yeah, this year, I mean, this year they've had a couple of free agents, but really those two teams, like there were almost none. I mean, it was really interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, but they're, but they're drafting and developing. I guess the only one you could say was like Patrick Maroon. Patrick Maroon, like the first year. Um, that they won was a free yeah, and that was a and that was a nine hundred thousand yeah they, yeah they I mean they're not wasting money they're not they're not doing any of these giant they're not getting involved in the big names right that's and I think that that's happening now throughout the league well in a, in a feeling like we don't want to get involved in it. it's good it's gonna be interesting to see like Toronto, there's always somebody there's always somebody like you know like obviously Toronto started that last year right I mean they yeah. brought in, they brought in Thornton at seven fifty they brought they they resigned that's yeah. at seven hundred you know it's like if we build it they will come. If players want to play with Matthews and Marner and Tavares and Nylander, okay, right. you're going to have to take less to do it. And that's, right. that's what's going on. So let's talk about Nylander, the other Nylander. Okay. Um, so, like, I thought that this was a really sneaky good trade. And I am starting to get very um, – bullish is good, right? Starting to get very bullish on um, on Chicago. I'm starting to really feel like they there's something happening there. Um, I don't – you know – I just, I just, when I look at what they're, what they're doing, when I look at how they're putting their and how they're slotting players, Nylander could really, Nylander to me is like the, um, <clears throat> sorry, like the 2012 Stahlberg, you know, for the, for the Blackhawks, you know, like remember okay. him, remember Victor Stahlberg, obviously oh, yeah. a former, I remember, yeah. but, but okay. Here, here's the thing. Um, the trade in a way worked out for both teams because Alex Nylander was never going to play well in Buffalo. They soured on him. It did. Yeah. did out um people constantly russ and i were at that draft at the the eighth pick overall pick everybody sort of laughed like chuckled at that pick because everybody's saying sergachev was going to be the pick or mcavoy or you know all these guys and and they they took alex nylander mm -hmm. which really they really didn't lead i uh, really mm -hmm. didn't need so they make the trade yokoharu is a defenseman mm -hmm. who i think will be part of the future in buffalo yep Nylander had a good first year in in uh, in Chicago. Uh, yeah. he was pretty good in the bubble when they when they went to the playoffs and beat at yeah. But then last year cooked his knee and he was mm -hmm. out for you know right. for the entire season. Right. He took the qualifying offer because this is a prove it year for him. If he has this a, a prove it year for him, I agree. It's a qualifying yeah. offer, but and you know obviously the Nylander, you know there's Nylander history there too, right? Um, in 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 Chicago, right? His dad played there for a while. His dad played there, but I really think that. You know, like they, they, Borgstrom, they got Borgstrom there too in Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're looking at, I really, you know, some uh, Tyler Johnson, add these players, like, you know, that they've added, a, they've added a, you know, a serious, like, well, a couple middle six players there that are going to be, to me, I, I just think that, you know, when you add that to Seth Jones, when you, when you I think getting, I think losing um, Duncan Keith is a good thing for them. Uh, they, you know, well, um, there's they're definitely they're definitely look a lookout for a type team. I mean, they're in the same boat that you know other that you know interesting enough. Like Florida is in the same boat as them in some ways because Florida, even though they're getting way, they, they really have done a lot of great things. And they're getting way better. They still have Tampa well, to look at, right? And then Chicago still has to get through Co Colorado. Well, that, that's the issue. Like you're, if you're going to go past two rounds, you got to get past one of those teams. Russ. I, I'm I'm bull I'm like I'm bullish on on Chicago, but you know I mean, 
I think it all rests on Taves being able to come back and be close to the Taves that we saw a couple of years ago. I mean, if he, if he can't, I think that, you know, then, okay, then all of a sudden all of your centers have to move up one slot. And I don't think Kirby Dock is ready to be a number one center. No, not yet. I mean, look, but he's a I, good I, number two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If, if Look, if Flurry and Taves are healthy, they could make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they're a playoff team. I they're not going to make. Uh, listen, I'm not putting them in the playoffs because a their defense still isn't great. Your defense, no, but who? No, but they still they, they got B, better. I mean, obviously they hold improved. on. B, I'm not counting on Alex Nylander for anything. He had zero points in eight playoff games and was a minus four. This kid still does not play a full sixty minutes. If you think about him signing a one year deal, that is just yeah. tells you exactly. Oh, I where, know. What I know. You think of him. I was. And, I was thinking of Kubalik as the one. He will that- have some good shifts. He will have some flashes. He is not anything like you would want him to be. And yeah. they're going to probably have to put him on the third line. He's really not a third line. And he's not player. a third line guy. He, he's he he could be a good complementary winger in the top six, but I don't know whether they can risk him defensively playing in the top six. Right. So. Um, and yeah, that, but they don't necessarily need him to play in the top six. I mean, they have they have a top. But I, six. And he's not then he's not success. Then he's he's not effective playing well, in a bottom six role. It's not. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, listen. I, I you're in all likelihood. I'm way correct. higher on Borgstrom. I think Borgstrom. Me too. Me too. I'm higher be on Borgstrom. Than him. I just think both of them are the kind of picks, the kind of signings that right now that every year one of these type of things works out really well for somebody. And these to me, I see this as one of those possibilities. I see, you know, obviously Mark Andre Fleury is just a is a is a, is a workhorse. I mean, there's no way they're not a playoff team. Russ, name yeah. name me two other three other teams that are better Listen, than them in that. that you division. know what? I want to see players healthy and actually playing. I want for to sure. see. I, I'm not going on reputations on this. I'm not. <clears throat> but they still have Patrick Kane. I mean, they still have like Patrick sure. Kane is still a superstar, right? Yeah, no matter it, what, he's, he had a great year last year. He's he's, you know, they they still have like they still have some really strong players. I I think they're a wild card team in that division. Colorado's better. Winnipeg, yeah, Colorado give you Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg, Winnipeg is better. Yeah, better. Winnipeg is better. Um, mm. And I think they're fighting with St. Louis and Minnesota. You hate Winnipeg. You can just come out and say it. I mean, <laughs> he thinks Connor Hullabuck stinks. I'm like, not a, we'll get to that later. Um, but, yeah, but, I'm not – I'm not going to talk but, about that one for sure. In terms, in terms of Chicago, like I, I, in terms of a bottom six guy, I like the Jujar Kara signing. Yeah. It's under under a million bucks. Kurashev is a good young player. So, yes. you know, we'll get look at the pairings. But, but, got- their, but their defense – Blows. I mean, other. I love Seth Jones. Dahan has not been able to stay stay healthy the last three years. McCabe is coming off an ACL injury. If he's healthy, he's good. Connor Murphy is terrible. I mean, the, the, Lee the, Jones is okay, and Kaliniuk is an offensive defenseman who's okay. This is they, not a good defense. Yeah, they need Ian mm-hmm. Mitchell to step up, and I, I think you know, and I think they probably they probably need another defenseman. Mm-hmm. They haven't. They don't have yet. Yeah, Ian Mitchell will step into probably one of those spots at some point. But the idea is, you're going to have to play Seth Jones 27 minutes a game, yes. and hope Flurry is on top of his game for every game. Okay, and, and pray that Calvin DeHaan stays healthy, which the last three well, years yeah. never has. True, true. And we true. don't know what McCabe is at this point. That's fair. No. Now, what are they going to pair the Jones brothers together? Are they can put Pete Caleb with, with Seth. No. Mm-hmm. No, they'll put like Dahan with him or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would guess. Um, but you know, Dahan really coming out. He, well, he, when he plays, he could play. Yeah. These are some good. He's I mean, they they really have some real. They have some interesting players. Like 
just they up and do. down the lineup, an, an interesting team. Like they are. But I could give you six question marks there. That's oh yeah, no, problem. they're full of question marks. But you know, the the the, the you know they have a lot of maybes, right? Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes you have enough maybes, you becomes a probably. You know, that's my theory at least. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, they, they have so many maybes and so many interesting players, and and they also still have a few players left from that, like from those cup teams that are just like that are absolutely. You know that that that's that that is still there. The, uh, knowing how to win type thing. Well, if, still there. If Russ is right, we probably will see Marion Hosa signed to a one-year contract because he think he believes that that skin disease was a fake. How about this? How about this? A place this to be a place for Char to end up. Like this is like an interesting place for Char to end up in my mind. Like that. It would be, but Chara's not talking. I don't think Chara wants to go there. I don't think he wants to be far away from Boston. At there's there's point. like that's seven the things that would make sense for Char. Yeah. I want to know what Anthony Kennard knows about how how he knows every what people what players are wearing. Probably a stick distributor act. I wouldn't know. I'm I'm impressed by one of our guys in the chat is just saying he, he put it this thing. I'm just like this is kind of crazy stuff. Like this this Anthony that and the how you have to know something to know this. I mean, what is this? I mean, <laughs> um, I think that's pretty impressive. Put it that way. Um, Anyway, Anthony, maybe you you should email me and see if we can like have like you do like some kind of like equipment blog. Equipment right, blog. So I, mean, actually, I, I think that'd yeah. be really interesting. I don't think people have. I don't think that exists out there anywhere. No, I don't think it does. Andy Strickland reported 23 hours ago that Chara, if he's going to play, it's going to be on the East Coast, close to his family. So I would, I would I guess think that. Even Chicago yeah. is not going to be in the cards for him. I would guess that. I kind of have a feeling about the Islanders with him. I really do. That's my gut. Islanders, Rangers, Bruins, Capitals. Penguins, yeah. I think he's going to go someplace where he thinks he has a real chance to win, though. I think that's why I think the Islanders are one of the uh, are, are kind of maybe leading the way. Bruins are obvious. I think the Bru I think with the Bruins, there's a little bit of of a burnt bridge there. Not not like not a big one. Not on not on Charity. Oh no no, think, no he he does not want to play there. Yeah, I think they burn they burn the bridge with him. Like they I think the that, I think that that they they let him. They basically gave up on him way too soon in his mind. Listen, I think if they did things right, Krejci and Charo would still be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. They absolutely. Yeah. You're right. And they really screwed up with Krejci. So, um, no question about that. Even though I, you know, I know I, I know I gave my counterpoint on Krejci. I sometimes just, you know. No, but at the end of the day, they still don't have anybody really to replace him. Yeah. Enjoy, yeah. regardless of what you think of him, they don't have anybody to replace him. Enjoy, yeah, Charlie Coyle yeah. is your number number two center. That'll work. All right. So let's talk prospects a little bit today. We have Calgary on the on the docket, right? Yeah. So let's first we'll go with um, Jacob Peltier. So he's going to be a winger in the NHL. When he got drafted, he was 161 pounds. Wow. And that was, and that was part of the reason why <laughs> teams didn't want to take a chance on him. And he also wasn't great defensively. He has built Nuts. himself up to about 175 pounds now. He's stronger. We saw him in the World Juniors. He's quick to pucks. He right. is, is a good skater. He's not like super fast, but he's good. He's slick. He's got a great shot, and he's got great stick and puck control. I feel right. like he is maybe the guy that gets overlooked the most now in the Calgary spotlight. Uh, I love Emilio Pedersen too, but he's just not going to make this list. And Connor Zary, you'll—I'll talk about him in a minute. But but Peltier, I think, is the guy that really gets overlooked here because he just—he's probably not like that sexy. Pick maybe because he plays in the queue and he puts up two points a game like he almost did last year that right. people are going to poke holes in that. But yeah. at the end of the day, he was a point a game for Team Canada, and <laughs> this kid can play. 
actually not bad. So <laughs> the other one, I'm not going to use Conor And the reason is I really think it's a coin flip between him and Coronado. And since I don't think Conor will play center, I think because they're all wingers, I'm going to give the slight future edge to Coronado. Conor is an excellent player. Don't get me wrong. It's not yeah, like yeah. I can only talk about two here. So I'm going to talk about Coronado because this yeah. is a kid where I wrote about him or I don't even know when it was way before the draft. I would say two, oh, three God, months. It was like November. May have been like November. It was really early in the hockey season, and I said he was going to shoot up the charts. I remember talking to people about him, how he was leading the USA total scoring, and people had no interest in him. People, right. I mean, prospect people, had no yeah. time for him. Yeah. And and as the season went on, he kept getting better, better, and better. He got a chance to show off a little bit in the All American Prospects game, even though his team stunk. He was really good. He didn't score a goal or anything, but he was really good. The thing about this guy is he's got a tremendous work ethic. He's got speed. He he's quick on the on the wing. So he basically, I don't think he's just a one shot guy like Jeff Carter was when he first came up, and then had to sort of like turn you know transform his game, which he did. Yeah I, yeah, I think he's a little bit more than that, but I do think he has to work on his defense. I think he's smart. I've seen playmaking in him, even though I feel like he's probably more of a goal scorer. And he can play either side. He actually could play the left as easy as the right. And I do think that gives him an edge over Zari because that may get him plugged into a, you know into a lineup not quicker. Yeah. Zari Zari's going to get all the press. Zari is like you know the big draft pick for them and everything else. But I do yeah. feel like someday that 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 little bit with with Coronado that he could play either side that he's got this work ethic is going to take him a long way. He's got a lot of talent. And I think he's going to Harvard this year. So, again, yeah. he's going to kind of get lost in Harvard a little bit. And, you know, I think – and that's why everybody will keep talking Zary. Maybe they'll talk Peltier. But don't don't lose sight of Coronado because I do think he's going to be a tremendous player. I've heard some – I've heard some people that are absolutely agreeing with you, Russ. Like, I, I've – like, I, you know, I'm yeah, not I a prospect. I 22nd. To be fair, yeah. I ranked him 22nd because yeah. um, when I was crunching everything, I probably could have had him a few spots higher. I really like the kid. He's from Long Island, but yeah. I didn't want to show yeah. bias. Yeah. And But at the end of the day, even 22, as early as I put him in that spot, was way earlier than most people were willing to Way earlier than most people. But yeah. but after for some reason, after he was picked – so like because he went a little, you know, because people just started to be like, yeah, you know, that the, the people started liking him. You know, it's the kind of thing. Yeah. It's strange. And then I know you were always it on the board. But after after um after he was picked, I started hearing like great things about him. So um analysis. Yeah, let's go. To this, let's go to some goalies. Um, we're, we're today we're going to talk about the goalies. Um, the possible goalies for the Olympics. Um, my one of my favorite things in the world to talk about is goalies. So I'm really psyched about this. Um, and of course I will have I will be controversial in this because. That's because I see different I see different things than everybody else sees with goalies, and I'm always right. So oh. that that's why you know I'm sure I'm sure I will be the tough one. But let, let's start. Um, let's see what team should we what team should we start with here? Um, start with Sweden. Let's start with Sweden. All right, good old Sweden. Now Sweden um, Sweden in their Olympic uh, preliminary Olympic camp invited only two goalies, Lenner and Olmark. Yeah. Uh, Think Markstrom would be pretty of, shocking. Pretty shocking they didn't invite him, honestly. That well, is kind of shocking. Now, again, this could be injury related. Um, because they didn't invite Eric Carlson, they didn't invite William Nylander. And I don't know whether that's a statement of that of those players not being yeah. on in the mix, but I would think that Markstrom and Leonard and Allmark would be the three goalies for Sweden. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's hard to, hard to argue with that. I, wanna, I have a question for you guys on something here interesting. So how many Swedish goalies right now are active in the NHL? Uh, I'm going to go with yes. four. Four, okay. Uh, seven. Yeah, I mean, because some of these are like, I mean, we're talking, there's a couple, there's, you know, there's two guys on this. There's there's actually four guys on this list that played less than 50 games. There's only. Oh, I, know, I know the Sabres had two of them last year, Jonas Johansson. Yeah. And How many Swedish goalies in the NHL right now have played more than 50 games? Two. In their career? In their career. No, three. three. In their three. career. Three. I'm going to go three. Three, you're right. And that, I mean, actually, four. Anton Forsberg has played 56 games. Ah, Forsberg um, made it under the he wire. Just, he he only, I mean, this is a low time in history. Isn't this a low time in history for, for Swedish goalies? He doesn't count because goaltender is supposed to stop the puck, and Anton Forsberg doesn't. But. It is at the moment, but then, you know, I think Jesper I mean, said is going to change that, and I think they'll be yeah. back on the upswing, and Kelly Klang is another one that's going to change that. Yeah, okay. And so I mean, it's, it's cyclical. It's cyclical. It is cyclical for sure. Um, the, you know, the, 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 the what goalie is, what Swedish goalie has played the most games in the NHL? Uh, Markstrom. No, I'm going to go with what's his name, the Islander goalie. Are you talking about active goalies or active goalies? Mark's active. Yeah, Mark's active. Uh, nope, actually, Robin Leonard. Um, Leonard. Okay. Leonard's played 320. Markstrom's played 315. Ooh. So you're not. It's close. Okay. Um, in that save save percentage, um, save percentage. Who do you think has a better save percentage between those two? It's interesting. Leonard. Yeah, I'll go Leonard. Leonard 918. Markstrom a career save percentage of 910. Well. Um, Allmark, Allmark is the third with 117 games. This is crazy. I mean, that's really you're really looking at like a real, like you said, this is a cyclical downturn of um yeah. this is the downside. I mean, to have only three Swedish goalies that have played more than a reg one, more than 82 games in our career. That's I don't can't remember the time. Um well, I, mean, I, I think see, I think the more I think the difference that's more stark is the Finns because the Finns were so strong in goal. Right, we'll get to them in a second, but let, let's uh, let's yeah, but let, know, let, as far fair, as this three go. I think um, I think this is normal. I'm looking up the you know the three all time, and it's Lundqvist, Salo, Salo is who I couldn't think of, and Hedberg. And if you think about it like that, you know they yeah. had their great ones, and then you get Leonard and Markstrom. No, I, you're I, actually I right. You're actually right, Russ. That that kind of does surprise me. Um, I don't. Think I really would have thought. Line. That Pelle Lindbergh is the has played the eighth mo most games of a Swedish yeah. goalie all time is kind of yeah, crazy. Anders Nielsen is seventh. I don't think their goaltending's been good for a while. Like overall, like, I they've agree. Had I mean, some stars, they really but, have had they had a star. I mean, well, they've had, yeah. had Pelle Pelle Lindbergh was a star. Well, um, Sala was a star until he gave up. that. Pelle was a star. Yeah. So that's that's a fast. So yeah. So the three goalies, I I'm not going to be controversial with these guys. I'm going to agree with you um, on these three. On the three, uh, those are the three goalies: Leonard, Markstrom, and Olmark. I don't know um, who. Um, to me, it would be interesting if Olmark gets this gets to go on this. I, I no. wonder. No, Leonard's going to get the go. Leonard will. Leonard, but, you know, Leonard can be hurt a lot. Leonard can be inconsistent. It's it's. I mean, well, the guy. Hurt, obviously, yeah, that's a different. Story. I obviously like. I mean, the guy I like a lot um, coming up would be Philip Gustafson, but he's not there yet. He's not there yet. Um, but he'll be interesting to watch. All right, so now let's let's move on to Finland. Like you said, I mean, the, these two countries right next to each other, um, roughly, you know, always battling each other. Fascinating yeah. the difference between goalies with these teams. Yeah, but um, the, the, hey, we Finns, know the Finns are a goalie factory, right? Right, they were. And that's they used the thing. to. They used, they used to be, but now they're down. Mm -hmm. no, so no, Rask is Rask is injured. Rene's retired. Rene's retired. Right. Retired. You're talking about UC Saros. <laughs> Corpusallo, there's no way they put Miko Koskinen because he's a sieve. Um, well, here's the top three: top three all time: Rene, Anta, 
Grenade, Lightning, and Kiprasov. I'm for, sorry, guys. Games. This is for games, not necessarily for a talent, but those are the top. Stop players. it. Sorry, I've got I've got weird sound playing here. That's fine. And Jeez. Rask is number four. <laughs> we don't so, hear it, so. You don't hear it. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. It's really strange. Yeah, Vesatoskala is seventh. Nidamaki is eighth on the finish list. They've had a huge downturn. Right. Isn't that crazy? They really have. You're right. So, I mean, right, right now, I think and I, uh, of those three, I don't know who's the star. Are they going to start UC Saros in the Olympics? I mean, Auntie oh, Ron, Salo, yeah. and UC Saros. I mean, uh, I, you know, I honestly, the, this is a tough list because, like you say, it, the crazy thing is, you know, if you, if the, the guy who's played the most games, Corpus Salo, I think he's their starter. Um, I think he's the best finished goalie right now. He honestly. could be the starter because. I think this is where Soros's height could really be abused because on the bigger ice yeah. surface where guys have more freedom of movement, I don't think you're going to want the smaller goalie. Yeah, and I just go back to what Corpusalo, what Corpusalo said, how Corpusalo played in the um, in the bubble in that one series. You got to look at that as a as the most pressure situation he's probably been under, right? And he was great against Tampa, just absolutely. He was, great. but we have to honestly, Eck, when they had these camps. A lot of times it's how they look in camp and the kind of season they're having. That's really what they – they almost don't even look at the past anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, uh, quick, I, I would say – so my three, three goalies for this one, um, Corpus Solo and Saros are two of them, right? Yeah. We agree with that? Yeah. We, we. I mean, we can go quickly through the through like the checks. I mean – Yeah, well, that's who's, your, who's our third well, goalie. Wait, I mean, you might as well use the yeah. Marley's – was it Vahalainen or whatever? He could be the third. Yeah, or um, or Okapeka looking in, you know, like I mean, he's like. You want to bring him? You want to bring a young guy, sure, but you want to yeah, bring him? I mean, only two years younger, only two years younger than than Vini. Yeah, but experience-wise, he's very young. The uh, yeah. but probably the, the most, probably the most potential, right, Russ, on this list. Oh yeah, yeah. down the, the line. The uh, the checks probably go with Mrazic, Riddich, and Vanacek. That's their three. Yeah, I mean, look. Daniel Vladar, do you want to go with him with five NHL games? I might go with Vladar. I mean, he's had a lot of AHL experience. Only right? have, there's only five goalies in the Czech goalies, right? Yeah. Only five goalies in the NHL. They probably have one of their own guys. You know, they probably have a Czech guy over there. Look, I right? mean, Czech goalies all time have not been super fantastic. Like, I mean, who's the Czech goalie that usually plays in the world champion? Like, like they, they probably have somebody playing. They usually bring one of their – they they'll bring out one from their check I think, I think Carl Lang is retired. Um, like I'm going to give you yeah. the biggest bust of all time for um, for check goalies, and he's still only 35. Uh, and that's Maris Schwartz. Oh, and he was oh a 17th overall pick in 2004. Let's see how many games he played. He played zero NHL games. Well, let's 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 get let's get to the wait. No, no, no. no, no wait, wait, we will. We will. We I know. I know. We have like we have. We have 15 minutes here, but um, no, I've played six I've NHL drop, games. That's it. Drop off in a couple, so oh, uh, you have to drop. Okay, right, so, uh, Mike. I'm sorry. Okay, then go ahead, Mike. That's fine. Yeah, no, six, six NHL games. The, the controversial, the controversial one is is Russia, because there's yeah. there's so many options. That's true. Um, this is a crazy, 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 now, crazy thing. Obviously, I think Vasilevsky is going to be one of the three, and if he's if he should be the starter. Yes. Are you going to go Vasilevsky, Shashurkin, and Sorokin? Are you going to go experience and add have Varlamov? I can't see them choosing Bobrovsky because he's just been bad. But they yeah, they might though. The way the Russians are, they might. I mean, um, yeah, I, they might go with Varlamov too because I mean, the 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 um to me, this is Vasilevsky's job, right? 
I also, you know, you would wouldn't be the worst thing to have Hudobin in there as your third, possibly because he's got experience. Vasilevsky is definitely number one. Um, is it possible that they shun both Shosturkin and Sorokin for for leaving, and yep. they go with a KHL guy instead? Right, right. It's possible. They could go with Askarov. They could go as a third. They could goal. go Askarov. Askarov. He's that improved. He. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Interesting. I'm, I. I think. Um, I mean. I think that you're going. I think the Russians are probably going to look at the first, look at the NHL first half of the NHL season as like a, as like a tryout for this. Yeah, I mean, I Vasilevsky's mean, a no-brainer, but I do think some of the other guys could get um, shunned just because you know they they left they left the program. Yeah, that's what happens, that. right? It does but I, I, yeah, I think um, who? So who are your three, Mike? Oh, Mike's Mike, Mike's um, on the phone. So I'm my 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 three, I think, would be Vasilevsky. Um, I would guess Vasilevsky, Sorokin, and maybe. I think they're. Uh, gonna, I think. I think it's going to be Vasilevsky, Sor uh, either Sorokin or Shashurkin, whoever is the better of the two, yeah. and Arlamov. They'll go with experience uh, for the right. Run. I'm going to go Vasilevsky, whoever's better between the other two, and Askarov. That's why. All I'm right, going. there you go. That's interesting. All right, let's go to the to, to Canada. Okay, to me, Canada, the, the the the, I think because Price was so, yeah, uh, you know, the he'll you know, if he's healthy, he'll be in there. He's not yeah. that good according to Eck anymore, but he, yeah. he's good enough. What? Um, you, Mark, wait, you you couldn't say any nice things about Price. Are you kidding playoffs. me? Was I not that? What? What you, you, were, you, who were you listening to? I said he was spectacular in the playoffs. No, no, no. You did not say when we were getting into the Stanley Cup and everything else. You, when we no. get down to the nitty gritty, you were not very positive about Carrie Price. That's Go back true. and listen. That's well, not true. I think it's I, not true. I, I think I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think there's much. Much. Uh, you know. I think it's going to be Price. I think yeah. it's gonna probably Bennington as one of the three. Oh, and, Bennington. Yeah, yeah. And, and then probably Mark Andre Fleury. I yeah, those are the three. I think they'll go with. That's interesting. Um, I I think Price. I, I, if they're going to go with a yeah. young goalie, Mackenzie Blackwood or Carter Hart, depending on how well they play, but right. I think the plan was to go with Carter Hart. I don't, I think it, yeah, it I don't gonna, think he's in the, it plans, is going to be though. depend. I think Mackenzie Blackwood could jump over there. How about Chris Drager, Greg, depending on how he plays? No. Um, he no. had, I mean, he, sorry, no, no, probably not, but I'm just saying, you know, it, it's not out of the total realm of possibility. I think Bennington is a long shot, though. I do because he's got struggled a little bit here now. Um, US. U.S. I mean, like two of you the three. Up. Sorry, this stupid America? commercial keeps popping up. Two of the three are, are I think, We're are no. Same page. <laughs> it's Gibson and Hellebuck. One, they're two. no brainers. Right. The third yeah. one, unless there's an injury, obviously. Third one could be. I mean, I don't know if they're going to go experience and go Jonathan Quick because he's passed. Uh, I don't think Jack Campbell is. You know, if he if he. Can, no, I, I know who the third one is. You think it's going to be Cal Peterson? No, I think it'll be Spencer Knight. I think it'll be Spencer Knight too. I mean, I, it could be Campbell. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't, I don't think it Campbell will. Campbell has such a history with the U.S. hockey he program. He does, but they, again, Spencer Knight will be your guy for the next decade. You've got yeah. to get him starting to travel with these guys. I agree with you. This That that makes makes total sense. I guess the only thing left is the Slovaks, really. We can do with them. They, oh, yeah. um, no. they, only have, they only have a lock in the NHL. So, so there you go. There you go. Um, the no, no, Germans we have drafted goalies. Hold on, hold on. The Germans obviously have Grubauer and Grice, right? Yeah. 
So they've got two half decent goalies, Germans. I, oh, mean, I mean, that's that's not bad for them. I mean, it'll probably I mean, take Rice for all of the all of the knocking we take. Three hundred sixteen games played and nine fourteen save percentage is not terrible. I mean, honestly, no, it's not we, we killed Rice, but he's been he has been pretty. I mean, his he's been pretty good for you know for a while now. Yeah, I wonder I, if they'll I, go Samuel Halavik, who played in the World Juniors. He's a pretty good prospect. Um, he might have a chance to carry yeah. that third spot for them. That third spot, yeah. But Halak is just so. I mean, so Halak is very. They love him. Um, he, yeah, he is, no, he'll make it. And he's he's such a good goalie in this kind of situation too. This is like where Halak shines. Um, he, he you know has been always like you saw him when he was his playoff run. Remember his in in even in 2010 when when I think they beat the U.S. team or Canada or oh no, they beat Russia. That's right. Halak yeah. beat Russia in 2010 in the regular tournament. Yes, yeah, Halavik right now is is still undrafted. Yeah, okay. He's yeah. twenty, and he's playing for a club team in Bratislava. So I think he's got a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. I mean, I've, obviously, if we were to rank the goalie situation, Russ, um, you got uh, Russia's number one, right? Yeah, Russia's number one. Russia's number one. Who's number two? I think the U.S. is number two. U.S. is number two. Interesting. Do you think they're they're better than Canada? I do. Huh. I mean, I, think Canada, good I think Canada has um, too much age yeah. in net for the Olympics. For, now, I get it. It's not bigger ice. I get that. Yeah. And that's right. I, I said that about Saros. It's not bigger ice. But, it's not bigger ice now. Um, but, I, again, I think they have too much age in there. Are they better than Finland? So we, so we say, is Russia, is it Russia, U.S., Canada like that? Is that what we're Yeah, saying? I think it's Russia, U.S.A., Canada. Yeah. And then I mean that, that could determine that again yeah, Sweden. That could I mean that the goalies could determine who wins this thing. I mean, when you look at it, who's your favorite? I mean, we we're way off, but obviously, you know, we'll talk about this more. But I mean, Canada, you, I mean, Canada's gonna roll so many lines that oh my gosh. Um, I, I think the US gets close to them, and I think even um Sweden gets close to them. I don't know. Um like I guess Ovechkin will be there, right? Yeah, he'll be there. Um so he'll still be effective. I I think Russia will have two, maybe three lines, maybe, and then the defense, maybe two pairs that are decent. Yeah. But but I think Russia is going to be hurting on defense a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I I was going through the U.S. team, you know, and and they really have some. They really they have may some, have the best defense. They have the best defense. I mean, they Wierenski, Jones, Slavin, Carlson, use McAvoy, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you beyond that, you've got Krug and Trubas. Mc, you, don't you forget know. McDonough. McDonough. No, McDonough. Probably, I would probably actually, I would probably put McDonough. Maybe I don't know if he gets that if he breaks into that top six though. That's pretty tough. Um, maybe Even if he doesn't, he'll he'll be on the team. Yeah, maybe over Slavin. I don't know. Um, maybe over Quinn Hughes. It's tough to say. It's tough, but they're loaded. You have to put McDonough on the team. He's 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 got his. In my opinion, he's got to be in your top. No, six. you have to put him on. He's got to be on your top six because he's, he's got had so a much resurgence. There's no yeah, question. Yeah, as long as he continues playing like that. Um, he's, he's, but look, he's, Canada's got Drew Doughty, but they just, yeah, they have, they have a lot. Um, yeah, I would, I would think Shabbat will be on that team. Yeah. You gotta think Shabbat will be on the team. I agree. Um, that, I mean, the U S roster, I always thought, you know, the, the big question mark with that, with that roster when I was going through it is, you know, is their second line center because is that Eichel, you know, like, no, Eichel's not going to be playing. <clears throat> it won't be Eichel. You would assume because I mean, with everything that's going on right now, I think just based on everything that's going on, even if he's able to play, he's not going to be allowed to play. Ooh, I don't know. You think he's not going to be allowed to play? 
because I don't think there'll be insurance for him. Yeah, there might not be. I mean, if he's if he's yeah, it, it, at this point, it looks like there's no way. I, I was really kind of more happy with they're in my opinion, they've got to go younger than they want to go. Yeah. There's some guys on there that they really, they really got to do. Cause like my initial thing, when I worked out this for the while ago, these are my fork in American lines. I'm going to move on, but this was, this is fun to okay. do. Uh, but was Kachuk Matthews and Kane as my mm -hmm. top line, which I think is a no brainer. And I think that's, that's a, great a great line. It's a great line, right? My second line was Eichel, Besser and Gaudreau, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, also solid. So um, who's your third line center? Cause that'll be your second Larkin, line. Larkin. Um, yep. Larkin with Debrinkat and Connor. That was my oh, third line. Fine. You know, that's solid. And then my fourth line was Miller, JT Miller, um, with Pacioretty and Getzel. Right. Um, so what I think could happen is this is what I would do. Yeah. I would invite, um, Beniers. Yeah. I would. And, mm -hmm. um, I would have still have JT Miller as the fourth line center because he can play that role. Right. And, that adds a lot of a lot to your team there. And what if you add Brady? I mean, Brady Kachuk or Pacioretty? That was one of the things I thought about a lot. I mean, I would go Brady Kachuk, but they may go Pacioretty. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll go Pacioretty too. Yeah, but. Jack Hughes is a guarantee for the team, but I don't know. Um, will he be a starter? That's the question. And the I other guys know. that I left off there, some of them are. I mean, Blake. I guess Lillard. Jack Hughes might start over Beniers just based on I his NHL so. experience, but. Veneers, I would carry as an extra. Yeah, but then you that. then look at these. Look at like Blake Wheeler, no Blake Wheeler, no, no Anders, Blake Wheeler, no Anders Lee, no Anders Lee, no TJ Oshie, no Brian no Ross. TJ Oshie. I mean, those are those those are all. Well, I shouldn't say no Oshie. He could be another guy they carry. I mean, just for the stupid yeah, thing, you know. For the I mean, because it matters. It, it, it mattered it before. Matter. It can matter again. Um, I mean, to me, like Canada's. I mean, Canada's. You know. Of Huber of Huberto, McDavid and McKenna McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, their top two lines will be insane. Yeah, I mean, I think Huberto has worked his way up to towards that spot, so uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't know if he'll be a second liner. That's tough. Yeah, on that team. Yeah, yeah, it is tough. I mean, of course, Sid's going to be on the team. Really. Of course, Sid's going to be on the team. Yeah, so I mean, as, when it all plays out, obviously, do you make him a third liner just because he can do it? Like, no, I, know. I think he's still your first liner. Um, I think I think just I mean it, it, it re, I mean really doesn't matter I mean what you call these lines I mean all the I don't think honestly I would put McKinnon over him I would I would make Sid at least the second liner over Mc, and McDavid oh McDavid too yeah McDavid <laughs> will be the top liner I mean McDavid it's like McDavid will be the top liner McKinnon yeah so I would put Crosby as the third line I would that's interesting I want I mean I would I would I would put McDavid and McKinnon together. And honestly, do. Crosby's going to be the guy that you're going to call in there for faceoffs because the other two are not as good as Crosby on faceoffs. No, that's true. I was, I just, I remember in, in the World Cup of Hockey, just the way they, the way McDavid and McKinnon looked together was insane. Like they, yeah, had, I don't think they're going to do that though. Now that I think about it, yeah, I mean, in, yeah, in all likelihood, I agree with you. I mean, we're doing um, this on the fly. I have nothing. We're doing it on the do. fly, and, I, and we'll definitely do research <laughs> on it. But I kind of like you on now. That's a good one. I guess Bergeron, if you bring him, he could be your face-off shark. So he could well, be the fourth-line center. Well, do you think that Canada, and I do think they could do this because this is a Canadian thing to do, to have their first line be Marshawn, Crosby, and Bergeron. Like, that's to stay with that group because that's just what they've done, you know? Um, they could. I mean, and, and you know, so to, me, to me then, your second line, uh, you know, I had McKinnon there, but you could also have McDavid, Huberdeau, and Stone. 
You know, like that's another one that really. Stone's a good one. I think he'll make it. He'll make it for sure. Um, then I then McKinnon, O'Reilly, and Marner. Like that's that's another one that I put together. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you though. I'm going to flat out tell you that mm -hmm. while I like Mike Sullivan, he yeah. the U.S. blew it here. They didn't get the right coach. Yeah, yeah. They should have gotten John Cooper. And yeah. if they had treated him right, I, I know Kevin doesn't want to rock the boat with that stuff because he, you yeah, know, yeah, he talks yeah, to a sure. lot more people than I do. But if you listen to that interview yeah. that he did, Cooper was not happy that he wasn't with the U.S. the last time. And yeah. because of that, that's why he didn't go with them now. Right, right, right. I think that's right. Now, you're, here's, a, here's your big debate point on the Canadian You team. have to put Marner on the team. Fund. You got to put Marner on the team. Yeah, there's no question. Just because big, of what he could be. The big debate point here. Braden Point or Sean Couturier? I, you know, if if Bergeron makes it, Couturier doesn't make it. If Couturier so. makes it, and that's only because Bergeron's not there, because then you know that's your sort of defensive center. Yeah, that's but Bergeron plays and play a defensive role in the Olympics. He plays with Marshawn and Crosby, so well, he doesn't he play. Used to. It doesn't mean he's still going. Right now, to. if they're going to move him off that line, then maybe. Yeah, I think they're going to move him off. And and so I feel like Couturier does not make it unless they're looking for a defensive center. Because that's the role yeah. they're going to – they're going to thrust him back in that role that Laviolette did yeah. because he's so good at it. But if Bergeron's there, you don't have a need for Couturier. That's true. That's true. Um, and it's just – that's no slight of Couturier. I mean, look who we're talking about. I mean, is Adam Pellock is, – is he a, is he on this team? A lot of people think he is, I think. He could be. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, their defense, Theodore, Pierangelo, Makar, Hamilton, um, Shabbat. So what if, what if me, that's Owen like Powers is lighting it up in Michigan? Shabbat. Does Owen Power get picked as like a seven? Right. He, he might. Right. I mean, you've got, also, you've got Morgan Riley. You've got Spurgeon. You've got Palak. Um, you know, also you have Dowdy, like you said. Because um, I kind of wonder, could Owen Power kind of pull a Brian Leach? Right. Could he be that guy? Could he be I mean, that do you guy? think do you think that they would? Do you think they go with? Do you think they bring Dowdy, for sure? Yes, Dowdy's in. You know, because it was, but he's in. Is he a top Dowdy eight could guy? play any role you want him to play. Is he like your seven eight guy that you bring in, or is no, he on no, your team? No, he's better than that. He's on your team. He he could play any role you ask him to. Yeah, but I mean, he's who's going to? I mean, Chick, Jacob Chikrin has a shot. I mean, I think Chikrin has a very good shot, actually. Does Darnell Nurse? He has a shot. I mean, yeah. They do have – the problem is we're now going to start talking about a lot of guys that are similar. Yeah, they're very similar. So you want to find guys – you want to find guys that are unique so you have, give yourself more uh, more coaching options. Correct. Really. Like remember how like a guy like Yarmulson would be on his team because he's right. different from all the others. Right, right, exactly. You need – I'm trying to think who is that different guy. I think that might be Spurgeon in some ways. Like he's like – to me, he's – and Ben Pilak, Adam Pilak isn't he's, he's also kind Pilak of could be that guy. Yeah. You know? I mean, because like to me, Riley, Hamilton, Shabbat, Theodore, they're very similar. I mean, obviously McCarr and yeah, Petrangelo. I get it. Like Jerkball saying like Nurse scored 20 goals, but Shabbat can score 20 goals. Like it's just yeah, Shabbat, yeah, he's there. Now Nurse does have some toughness. I grant you that. Yeah. Um, but Shabbat's a better power play guy. Jacob Chikrin is different. Jacob Chikrin is different. Chikrin's a little different. He could be the guy. I mean but if Chikra makes it, then I don't think Pellet makes it. Yeah, right. No, I think he can because I think that, I mean, and it, and then Dow, it, it's hard to put Dowdy in the top six, though, because you're knocking out Hamilton. 
Well, and you haven't even mentioned Kale McCarr. He's a guarantee. No, I mean, he's a guarantee. No, I have mentioned him. He's to me, to me, McCarr, Theodore, and Petrangelo are the top three. No questions asked, right? Yeah. Those are your top three. After that, you know, you've got Shabbat, who I think is definitely on there. Um, So that's, to me, he's the he's easily on there. So that's four. So then after that, you got Hamilton. Funky Funky said something funny here. Remember when Canada picked Eric Brewer because Kevin Lowe was part of it? Yes, I do remember. Oh, right, right. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, Bob, remember Bobby Clark used to pick some guys too that were yes, kind of crazy. That was brutal. Remember, remember, um, what's no offense name? to Eric Brewer. He was a good defenseman, but he just wasn't up yeah. that hill. Or, um, or Simone Gagne making it, right? Yeah, Crosby's um, the captain. You're not taking the captain away. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. No, no he's, he's got, he, he's, when he's, he's gone, then they'll give it to McDavid, but not until then. Yeah, they might give it to McKinnon. I mean, it's that's no, they won't. they won't. I don't know. I think I, who's better to if me? They give McKinnon. it to McKinnon, then McDavid's pissed. McKinnon has shown more leadership, though, to this point. Yeah, I, I get it, but you know what? This is honestly captain on on an Olympic team isn't that impactful. No, it's, it's not, not that like an NHL it, team. it is more of just a, a it, but it is very a big ego thing now. It's a, right. It's a huge it's a ego selling thing. point, an ego thing. I think right now to keep the peace. It's Crosby, and then you worry about it later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who's your captain on your U.S. team, Patrick Kane? I mean, it's like, I mean, no, I would Kane's guess, never been that guy. I can't. He's never make been Kane. that guy, but is I would def- make McDonough the captain. Yeah, if he, yeah, it's true. If he's on, yeah, if he's if he makes, yeah, that's a question. He's captain material for that kind of. Oh, thing. we forgot about Adam Fox for the U.S. team. Like that's yeah, another Adam one. Fox will make it. Good call. That's a tough one though. Like like so. I mean, Jones, Jones, Rorensky, Slavin, McAvoy. McDonough, Fox, but that now you don't. And you so now Car- McDonough, not McDonough. Fox could possibly knock out either Carl Slavin. Henry. He could he could knock out either Slavin or McAvoy. Okay, or how about Carlton and Hughes? I mean, it's like you know, Quinn Hughes is. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. We're going to yes. get into this. We're getting this more. I've got a. I'm going to mute you for a second, Russ. Um, all right. So we're reading must anyway. So it's just me now. Um, okay, I'm back. Okay, no problem. So this is going to be fun to get to go through this. Obviously, we're going to get into more depth on this in the future. But I think that um, I was I, I, yeah, I think the best. I'm going to say it's going to sound crazy, but just because he, Austin Matthews got the cover of, he's not going to be the captain. No, he's not, he's not, he's not. <laughs> the cover of NHL doesn't make you the captain. The he doesn't even team. feel like a captain. To no, me. he reminds me so much of Lindros for that. Like in yes. that way, like he is like you know he is definitely your best player. He is. He's a great locker room Impact guy. Player. He's a locker room guy for sure. But, but that's why I say the same thing with Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane's never been a captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just doesn't feel like a captain. Like Lindros should never have been made captain. And but ego wise, they had to do it. So you're gonna put um, Jonathan Taves um, on the American squad just because? On the Canadian squad, rather, just because? No, 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 no. You're not I putting Taves on there. I would not put Taves on there. No, no way. They might. It's they, the might. they might, uh, they might, but I mean, they've, I mean, you've got, I mean, they've got so many players. I mean, if you know, you you go Marshawn, Chris, Crosby, Bergeron, Huberdeau, McDavid, Stone. That was not Eric Brewer on the phone. I just want to tell fun. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 listen to this: Marshawn, Crosby, Bergeron. If you're going to go with that line, that's that you're going to go with that line, and I think they will, um, because there's As there's the no second reason. line. I'm making that the second line. It can be the second line, but it's really one one a. Um, McDavid, Stone, Huberdeau, maybe that's your second line or your first line. Um, McKinnon, O'Reilly, Marner, 
And then, so th that's your no, third so line. No, so you know guy. what? Huberto, they're going to put Marner on the top line. They're going to take out Huberto. That's what they're going to do. You think so? Okay. I I, see, I think they, they need them. They need more grit, which Huberto. Well, they have them. the grit in stone. That's why stone's there. That's true. That's true. All right. So, but it, anyway, there's your top nine. So then yeah. after that, you still have Braden Point. You still have Mark Shifley. You still have Sean Couturier. You still have Matt Barzell. And you still have John Tavares. Um. Yeah, you know, Tavares can play any line. So not really to mention matter. some young guys coming up like Horvat, Gord. Well, not not Horvat's not so young, but Yanni Gord and Nick Suzuki are two guys that are going to be factors at some point. I, Suzuki could be a factor right now. I, I mean, know. he has a good season. Suzuki could knock off. Like that's when you say, "All right, are we bringing Suzuki or Jonathan Taves?" And they probably bring Suzuki then. Yeah, no, I, I don't think, yeah, Taves would have to have to have like an unbelievable He would have to have an unbelievable year. But again, we've seen that kind of thing happen where, like, remember Chris Drury got picked by Brian Burke because he's Chris Drury. Yeah. He had, yeah. No, he had no defense. He's like, it's Chris True. Drury. He's going to be on the team. Now, somebody, Anthony said, hey, he'd be okay with Seth Jones being the captain of the USA team. It's hard to give Seth Jones the captaincy if you have McDonough there. No, if McDonough's if McDonough's one of your top six, McDonough gets it. I think. Um, the yeah. question is, if he's going to be your six, seven, eight, that's when it becomes a little bit dicey. Um, you know, I mean, I don't. Yeah, but they don't really. They don't have your prototypical captain. Like, I mean, Blake Wheeler would be, but he might not be on the team. Um, you know, Matthews, no, nah, Eichel, no, maybe Dylan Larkin, even. You know, like, I mean, honestly, Larkin's probably the most captain-like player you've got. He's, I don't think they would give it to him though. He's young, but he is definitely a captain. He's he's sort of captain material, but I think he hasn't proved it enough. Yeah. To get it yet. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Goudreau Larkin and get to bring Cat. I think that line would be just spectacular. That would be a fun line, actually. That's a fast, fast line. I mean, you know, and I think because I think Goudreau, man, it would just be like, can you imagine Goudreau and Debrink? I mean, there's they're very similar players, but just like the reality is that they they need they are a little bit small like they have some small players on this team um which is why you might want to bring both kachucks honestly i don't think uh, matthew makes it you don't think matthew makes it nope i think i i would take i have matthew on my top line i know i don't it this wow. is me i think brady yeah. is a better player and i think it'll prove out this year i think matthew's sort of wow. trending down a bit now he does i think brady can do everything matthew does and i agree with that's that the problem I agree with that. Mike's back. Hey, Mike. Hey. Um, yeah, we're just attention. Yeah, we're still here. Um, we were just going we're through some riffing. other fun. Yeah, we're just kind of riffing, riffing on some some stuff. Joe Pavelski yeah. is not making it unless he scores twenty goals in the first half of the year. We're gonna get to the other players. We'll actually yeah, do shows. Say, let, let, let's save some content. No, we, we, we were we were just we're like just, we're all over the place. These aren't our decisions. These aren't our decisions. We are gonna get out of here right well, now, but. But let, let me let me just say this because I was I was listening. And Darnell Nurse is a definite for Team you Canada so? because they have they they have very few left hand shot defensemen. They're really strong on the right side. That's why like Nurse and Morgan Wiley are pretty much um, pretty much locks. Really, I don't I know if Morgan so. Riley's a lock. I'm not I don't sure think so either. That. I'm telling I'm telling you, he's a lock. I mean, he's got knockoffs. I mean, you're going to have Morgan Riley or you're going to have McAvoy. I think McAvoy gets it over him every time. Well, McAvoy, McAvoy, he'll, he'll be – I thought McAvoy – McAvoy's American, so he's not – Yeah, he's I'm American. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. No, that, that, okay, so, so Morgan Riley's going to have to knock off um, – He's not going to knock off McCarr, but he's 
But Shabbat? He's not going to knock off Shabbat. He's not going to knock off Doug yeah, Hamilton. Yes, he does. Oh, I don't know. Thomas Shabbat's way better than Morgan Riley. They don't need a power play specialist. That's He's all not just a power play specialist. Is. That's not all he does. They, they do need, I and mean, it's not all he does, but they do need at least a couple of guys that can do it. You can't have just one. And you have right. to have McCarr and Shabbat, in my eyes. I mean, I, to me, Riley versus Adam Pellock, that's a tough one, too. Like, I think. Yeah, it depends well, what you're Pellick, looking for. Pellock Pellick is in your Mark, Mark Edward Vlasic, uh, uh, Dan Hamuse type of. Yeah. 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 Are they gonna? But but the hot but hockey is different now. We're talking about it being. Yeah, they still might bring one of those guys though. All right, we'll continue this conversation. He's but this, is gonna be, this is gonna be a good one. We're gonna continue yeah. this conversation. And, Remember, um, Mike said Brian Taylor was a lock for the Yankees once. So anyway. right there you go. Um, no, all right, someone someone asked, do you have Joe Yurden in your trunk? Nope, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like We're not gonna say. Or maybe Garth. Um, we'll see. Anyway, remember, folks, without the buzz. It is just hockey. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Enjoy your day.